Amen. I just want to take a moment. Um, what we're going to do this morning is give everyone that was on the Israel tour, Israel trip, an opportunity to share um, share their story with you. It was it was quite a trip, as you well know. We didn't know what we were, or, the, or they didn't know what they were signing up for. But um, I want to just say how overwhelmed we have been with the love and the support of people literally around the world, from our church family here, the love, the support, the calls, people from out of state, out of the country. I mean, we had so many people reaching out to us, just offering their prayer support, anything they can do, calls they can make. We had calls being made to our senators, our House of Representatives, people far and wide to do whatever they can do to, to make ensure that we get out, um, out of the country on Wednesday when our, our scheduled flight was. So we're grateful. We really are. We're really overwhelmed. It's been very emotional for us, as you could imagine, in a lot of ways, um, what we went through. Uh, although we were safe, we were in a safe place, um, we were concerned with uh, flying out. Um, you know, as far as my wife, this might sound crazy, but as far as my wife and I, I think we would have stayed even longer. We would have stayed. I know that sounds crazy, um, but our concern was being uh, leading seven others to make sure they got back safe and sound uh, to to the USA. Um, but it was it was an incredible time. And so again, we just want to thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your love, your concern, and your prayers. That that meant so much to us. You don't really know how much people care sometimes until you go through. Uh, a time like this, and it was just the, the outpouring of support was just overwhelming. So praise God. I'm going to have Lisa just kind of start us off and share a few thoughts, and then you'll hear from the rest of the team. And, and they were just amazing. They were amazing team. Uh, to have a trip disrupted and shifted the way it was, people could have gotten bad attitudes, could have got a little frustrated, but everybody was just amazing. We were prayerful. We were staying encouraged. Yes, amen. And that's a testimony to, to just the heart of the people that were with us. So, amen. amen. Thank you. Well, it is welcome, good to be back, and we've received such a warm welcome this morning. Um, before I share a little bit about, about what impacted me, just a couple things. If you would go to Facebook and share this live stream um, to get this word out, to get our testimonies out, to hear what people have come back and said and will say this morning about their trip. So just go to Facebook and share this on your page. Um, number two, I usually really do not like to correct people in public. However, Pastor Mike, you did leave something out of the announcements. There will be a candy bin outside my office door. Go down the hall and to the right. Go right past his door and down the hall and to the right. So sorry to call you out publicly, Pastor Mike, but big, huge, monumental thank you to this church, to the pastors, to the elders. You have prayed. I have been telling people we flew back in an aircraft 787 LL airline and on the wings of your prayers. It was your prayers that got that aircraft off the ground, honestly, and we do not say that lightly. Um, we don't, I don't have time to go into all the details, but there were thousands of people desperate to get out of that country, and the Lord saw fit that we did. And other people, there were cancellations, 
friends were getting in touch with us that they had friends that had canceled flights. And so we were just saying, Lord, we've got to get on that plane. And not only do we got to get on it, we got to get in the air. And we did. So thank you. Thank you for the day of prayer and fasting that you had. Our team, my husband and I, we were so humbled and just so excited to hear that you guys put that day aside to fast and pray for us. So thank you. I, we mean that. For, we can't say thank you enough. We've heard from people from our backyard to the other side of the world. We were getting emails and texts and calls anywhere from friends of new to friends of old to politicians to news stations. And this story has brought glory to God. It's not about bringing glory to any of us. It's about bringing glory to God. And we believe it's doing that and it will continue to do that. I forgot to press my button for the timer, so I get to start now. And I have to say, Pastor Richard, as our pastor, my husband, but I'm speaking to you as our pastor, we had a knowledgeable, wise tour guide. He has an understanding of the land, of the people. Yes, thank you, team, yes. He helped us, man, he helped us. Keep our heads on, right? Every time we would meet and we would pray, he was upbeat, he was positive, and he was faith-filled. See, there, you could be fake upbeat. I'm not talking about that. He was faith-filled. And there were moments that we were unsure, but he stayed faith-filled. And that, in turn, led our team, myself included, to stay faith-filled. So this tour guide, personally, I think you're the best tour guide I've had. And this was my fourth trip, so... Thank you, Pastor Richard. It was great. And yes, we are ready to go back. News stations were asking us that. And yes, we are. Not right next week, but we will. The team was very prayerful, encouraging, positive, humorous. We had some laughs, man. I found out just how each one of you laugh. And it was wonderful. The Lord gives humor. The Lord gives times of laughter. Laughter is the best medicine, and it is true. We had some wonderful times just laughing and praying and, and sharing, and I represent my husband and I. I know when I say this because we've talked about it, we could not be prouder of this team of seven church members that came with us. We couldn't. You guys were amazing, and that helped us to do what our job was while we were there. So you guys should all be proud of the representation that was in Israel for you. They were super. Honestly, it's hard to just narrow down to one impactful thing. So I'll just share a couple of thoughts before we um, have the rest of the team come. I think the most impactful for me was a time of prayer and worship that we had. I believe it was Monday or Tuesday, Monday. And... We played the song on a speaker that we had, The Goodness of God, which we sang this morning. I was so happy when Pastor Tara said a couple of days ago, wow, do we have a lineup for Sunday. She made sure that they had a celebratory lineup because we are here celebrating today. And so Pastor Tara, even that new song, we appreciate that, man, all those songs. But one of our team members from day one had that song on her heart. And so that in turn transferred to our hearts. 
And you heard Pastor Richard talk about when we were on the boat on the Sea of Galilee, the song coming on. And we were all sitting on one side of the boat. And there were other teams that were there that we didn't know kind of lined up on the other and up here. We are singing our heads off. We are so excited because we knew like, oh, here we go. God's talking to us again about his goodness. And people were just kind of watching us, like observing us. They're so happy and they're so vibrant. But we know it was because of the goodness of God. And so that was an exciting time. But the day that we prayed and we, we played that song and, and then my husband said, click it again. And we played it again. And we were worshiping and praising and just honoring God for his goodness. And then the song crossed my mind to play The Blessing. We've sung it here many times, The Blessing. May the favor of God rest upon you and your children and their children. And we played that song and encouraged everyone to go to the windows that, that, that were one wall of the room that we were in praying overlooking the Sea of Galilee and the whole mountainous region. It was just absolutely stunning. And I said, let's lift our hands and pray this song over the people of Israel and Israel. I'm going to tell you what. They, these, these were nine people, seven people on our team. You didn't have to pump them up to worship and pray. They pray the second any time would say, let's pray, anybody would say, let's pray, we were praying. We didn't have to get them worked up. We didn't have to explain to them why. We didn't have to. Do, they were ready to pray. And when that song came on, we began to lift our arms toward Israel, and we began to pray and weep and wail for the country of Israel and pray over them and pray over the people, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So of course we went and we hit play again and we continued doing that. And two things happened in that time of prayer. The first, we were encouraged. We were greatly encouraged and empowered to believe God, you're going to bring us through this. And the other thing we felt was that prayer got through. God is doing something because he joined our prayers of nine people with the prayers of millions all over the world because the whole world is on Israel right now. And so we know that God was doing something through those prayers. And the acrostic that my husband has found, really downloaded from the Holy Spirit, was TRIP which stands for touring, relaxation, intercession, and partnership. We did all those things. We toured, we relaxed, we partnered with ministries that we were there to hear about their ministries in the land, but we interceded. Did we know we were going to spend that second half just interceding? We had no idea. But everyone right away knew this is our assignment. This is our assignment to pray these next few days in this country of Israel. And honestly, that's what our desire is. When, when my husband was on his sabbatical, the Lord just kind of put this on his heart, and he came 2019, and he came back with that acrostic. And, you know, how many know your, your dreams and visions don't happen overnight? There's a time. There's a season. And so four years later, God could have had it three years later. He could have had it two. He had it four, right when a war was going to break out in a country. You can't make that happen. You can't manufacture that to happen. But we were there for such a time as this. 
which means you were called to prayer for such a time as this. And you did it, and we felt your prayers, and we appreciate that. And our desire to take people to come back with a love of the land and to learn to intercede for Israel will go on. We know that. But we know that right now, seven did come back with that burden. I can say that wholeheartedly because I saw them in operation there, and I know that they came back with that burden. One last thing I want to, sh to say is this. Don't take your salvation for granted. Singing these songs this morning, don't take the blood of Jesus for granted. We were in a country where the majority of the Jewish people do not recognize their Messiah. The word says he came for the Jew first and also for the Greek. We're grafted in, but he came for the Jewish people first. And so don't take your salvation for granted, but continue to pray that God would open up their eyes. And he's beginning to do it through different ministries and people and prayers all over the world. But we pray that you would catch that vision for Israel and sign up for our next trip. Amen. morning victory I just want to thank you all for your prayers for safe um, arrival um, I have a lot but I'll cut it short um, first of all pastor I want to thank you because you allowed yourself and God directed you you took very good care of us and I really appreciate it um, when we went to the um, Sea of Galilee, when we went on the boat, pastor says something, and um, it's coming from uh, Mark chapter 4, and uh, verse 35. And um, it says, on that day, when evening came, he said to them, let us go to the other side. And that's it. And so, I preached to myself. I said, why go to the other side when the people were right there? He was talking to them. He was preaching. He was doing his miracles and everything. But why go to the other side? That means there's still a lot of work to do in the kingdom. There is still a lot of work to do. And... <laughs> Going to the other side doesn't mean you have to travel. You can sit right there and touch your brother or sister who is down. Going to the market, you can see somebody who is like needed help or encouragement in our jobs. There's so many people who don't even know the Lord. That is going to the other side. Uh, other side is not like traveling or going to Israel to... It's good. It's all good. But going to the other side is right by you. So please, let us continue to press in and spread the word. Because if Israel have only 2% of Christians, then we have a long way to go. We really do have a long way to go. So please, brothers and sisters. Let us encourage each other. Let us.
press on and let us bring people to Christ. Amen. Bless God. He's a good guy. Since I've came to this country, I've been wanting to go to Israel. I, try, I was trying from outside. It didn't work. And the year before, I, start, I asked Pastor, Pastor Lisa, and I didn't go that year. So this year, when the, this year, when the trip came off, last October, she called me, and then I signed up. I signed up very quick. <laughs> I thank God for everything, and I thank God for our pastor and his wife. When we got over the being that I've been in war before, I know I went through war in my country. And when you hear about war, and you have the experience, you know that. So when we got over there, we did everything we wanted to do. We pray, we pray, and sing, and pray, then we went out. Everything was fine. All my prayers I took alone and I carried, the Lord has already started working on them. So I bless him. I honor him. I gave him the glory. I thank God for Pastor and his wife. Because if I had seen fear in them, I was going to panic. But God is good. He was always updating us. He was always updating us and encouraging us. So I saw no fear. So I thank him. I bless him. My children, my brothers, my sisters, my friends from all over the world were calling me. I said, well, these people never called me before. <laughs> Why are they calling me now? <laughs> but I thank God for them. They were checking on me. I thank God for the church. They were praying for us, and I thank God for everybody. We came back safely. We didn't have to do plan B. We stayed on our plan A, and God brought us back to America in Jesus' name. Thank you, and bless God. Praise the Lord. His goodness is running after us all. And God has blessed me with I song from day one. He has really touched. And it's not only going to Israel, but every time I'm in challenges, I always call on that song. But Pastor Richie, I want to say thank you. I got to know you like I never did. He's funny. Oh my God, you don't want to travel, Pastor Richie. <laughs> he made a laugh. And I'm like, is this my pastor? My God, he blessed my heart so much, and I couldn't believe it. But as I want to tell God, thank you so much for his goodness. I've been in a war. And in that war, I had a real trauma. I lost two kids who suffered from starvation, who are washed with malnourishedness, and they died in my hands. So I know what war is. But my thing was, God, why did you bring me back here when they are fighting war? But I felt like God wanted to remind me. He wanted to speak to me to tell me where he brought me from and where I am today. And it just like blessed my heart so much. And I'm like, God, thank you for your grace and your favor. I'm going to go to my testimony. Pastor Lisa, maybe to write this thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Now we're going to go. 
as a war, as a survivor of war, I am reminded of God's endless love for me and mercy. He never sees. <laughs> he loved, his love never fed us and his mercy never ceased. Through all his unwavering presence of the almighty God, his love and his promises that never fails me yet. He been so good to me. And every morning before I get out of bed, it, it has become part of me. I always get up and by the time I ask him, before I can think, the first word, thank you, Jesus. That word will stay in my mouth until I get up because I know, I know where God brought me from. And, I, and I'm so faithful that I'm here today. I'm so faithful with every challenges. My word today is coming from Psalm 136, verse 1 to 4. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth. Give thanks. Hold on, hold on, what my dear? Go. <laughs> Just read from me. <laughs> oh, God. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for his mercy endureth forever. Give thanks to the God of God, and his mercy endureth forever. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords, his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone does, does wondrous, his mercy, his mercy endureth forever. Hello, family. It is good to be home. So pastor asked us to share something that was most impactful to us, and we had five minutes to do so. And I thought, five minutes? And one thing that was most impactful? That is not going to happen. I don't, I don't know how to make this happen. So here's what I have to share in five minutes or less. September 30th, the day before we left for Israel. I love God. Jesus is cool. I am blessed. October 2nd, we arrive in Israel. Sweet, we're here. We're traveling on the roads and I see all these beautiful mountains and in my mind I'm thinking, all right, cool, there's a bunch of mountains here. They're kind of like the mountains in California. I wonder if they have purple mountain majesty. When the sun sets, that reflection on the mountain, sometimes they look purple. I wonder if that happens here. We're driving along and we're driving along and then we're getting closer and closer to the Sea of Galilee and we make this turn and I look up and there's caves all towards the top of this mountain. And I'm like, caves? Wow. Some are big, some are small, but they all are pretty much towards the top of the mountain. And I'm just saying, hey, are those caves? Look at those caves. Check out those caves. And I said, what was that, Pastor? And he said, yes, well, people from the towns and the cities would need to go and seek respite in the caves when the Romans came to lay siege on that land. 
and I thought for a minute, hmm, that's real. That's real history. That's the kind of history you learn about in school history. This is real. We turn the corner and there's the Sea of Galilee. This is real. And I just took a moment and I said, Lord, please come alive in me. Please become this real to me. So the next morning, I go, my, the big promise to myself was that I was going to get up and I was going to watch the sunrise on the Sea of Galilee for my personal morning prayer. I was going to make that happen. I get up, I go to this beautiful rooftop gathering area, and I'm looking at that Sea of Galilee, and that sun starts coming up. And the only thing that I can think to do is throw my hands up in the air and say, Lord, please come alive. Come alive in me. Fill me with you. I took a deep breath, and when I exhaled, I could literally feel all of the yuck come out of me. All of the yuck just left. My shoulders relaxed. They didn't feel like they had the weight of sorrow and pain. And that place deep inside of me, deep down inside of me, that always seemed to have this bit of anxiousness was gone. And it was filled with peace. Praise God is right. It was filled with peace. It was beautiful. And all I could do was say, thank you, Lord. Capernaum, Magdala, the boat ride on the Sea of Galilee, getting to sing with Pastor Lisa Oceans on the Sea of Galilee. Come on, that's awesome. Praise God. The Jordan River, we'll save that for next week. <laughs> Nazareth, Bet Shean, Mount Arbel, Caesarea by the Sea. Real places, a real part of our story, coming alive coming alive. Amazing. Personal prayer and group prayer twice a day. I was like, wow, that's a lot of prayer. <laughs> that was a lot of prayer, right? And these are like long sessions. These aren't just like 20 minutes before bed. Like we had some good couple hour long sessions, right? But that was good stuff. And after two days, I was hungry for more. I wanted more of the Bible. I wanted more of Jesus, more. Saturday, October 7th, scary, unsettling. Israel is now at war. Prayer, news, prayer, news. But remember that deep down peace and quiet I had found? It never left. The Lord never left. Deep down that remained. A soldier comes to pick up a donation of 100 large bottles of water to bring to his soldiers on the front lines that have no water. Well, they didn't plan for a water breakout, to, a war to break out, right? So he comes to pick up this donation, 
And Bina, who is the caretaker of this property that we're staying at, she and I are with him before he starts to leave. And she says to him, could we pray for you? And he said, okay. And we joined hands, and Bina looks at me, and she says, this one's yours. And I went, oh, boy. <laughs> Inside. That was, it felt a little overwhelming. However, we stood there. We prayed for him and his regimen. We prayed for their protection and their safety. We prayed for their success in going into Gaza and retrieving those who were lost and taken, that they would be successful in that journey. We prayed for comfort for the people of Israel. We, played, we prayed for comfort for the military. We prayed for comfort and protection for the land and its people. I was deeply moved. I felt Jesus's presence while we were in that space. The soldier was moved. When we said our goodbyes, he, had, he gave us the most beautiful, peaceful smile that really sent us the message of his thankfulness. And I praise God for that moment. God put us here for such a time as this such a time as this. So today, I love God. Jesus is still cool. But now he is real to me. I have a relationship with him. He is my savior and he is my friend. And I remain abundantly blessed. Shalom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We praise the Lord. First, I want to give thanks to God who has brought us faithfully back here. And secondly, I want to say thank you to our pastors, Pastor Richie, very funny and nice, who brought us to uh, Green Pastures. He was really led. Pastor Lisa, who both gave us peace through everything. Truly, they, they really passed us. They really gave us um, strength. To continue. I want to say thank you to the church who continuously prayed for us and our families because it was the prayer that did it. Uh, with God's goodness, we bless your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Uh, what resonated to me before I continue, is not much. I know it's only five minutes. It seemed like everywhere we went, there was a special peace and joy and laughter where we went. So with too many things to discuss, which I know will be able, five minutes won't cut it, uh, truly. But I would say one thing that really cut it for me was um, the Sea of Galilee. Uh, on the rooftop, I remember um, standing there one morning from one of, after our prayer time, my, my special prayer time, and looking at the Sea of Galilee, it was peaceful. It was peaceful, it was calm, looking on the hills, the beautiful hills on the, uh, the right-hand side, and directly from this 
mountaintop, which I call um, Victory Assembly of God, uh, worship and um, prayer, prayer top, rooftop prayer place, because we did pray there. Um, thank you. So it was very peaceful. It was calming, and I could hear within myself. And before I even continue, Jesus did most of his ministry at Galilee. Um, so I thought about that. And I thought about him speaking to each person there and telling them and to have peace that it was going to be all right. It was calm. And things will be okay. But to trust God and believe that God is able to do the best for us. So this was my, my prayer and my feeling, uh, feeling when I was there. Another thing that, was, that came to me also was um, Matthew 11, 28, 30. It spoke to me. And this verse said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, uh, because I am humble and gentle in heart, at heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For, your yoke is, for my yoke is, is easy to bear, and the burden I give is light. And so I thank God, because he continuously gave us that strength. Um, to, to put our trust in him through all the laughter and the joy and the peace and the magnificent places we saw. Um, he really gave us peace. And truly, um, I want to ask that we pray for the peace of Israel because just imagine they're there. We are here, but they are there. Um, families are going to war. People are, are struggling. Kids are being caught into um, the, the, what's going on. So let us pray for the, for peace of Israel and the peace of the, the others people let's not forget them in the mighty name of Jesus and so father I just want to say thank you but I need to read a mark 11 22, 24 that say have faith in God for surely I say to you whoever say to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believe that those things he said will be done he will have whatever he said Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I thank, I thank God. Hallelujah. I thank God for a praying church and I thank God for the team that went and our pastor. Because I'm telling you, we did pray and we thank God. We felt your prayer, especially when the plane was going up. Uh, yeah, we really surely felt your prayers. And so I'm a shy person. I usually don't like speaking out. But today, I felt like it was time to come up and say, thank you, Pastor. Thank you for those that pray with us. Thank you. And the work will continue in Jesus' name. The work will continue. God bless you all. vision in you, and you are carrying out that vision. I know of some churches that the pastors just want to keep going, keep going, and not even look at the members. But you are the pastor that God put in charge. Take your members under your wings and, and take care of them. For that, I thank you so much. We were in Israel. When we were sleeping, you were working. Every second you were working, and we were there resting. 
So we thank you, we appreciate you, and God will forever bless you and open doors for you that no man can shut. So we thank God. Yeah. While we left from here, we went to Israel. It was beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful the first week. We enjoyed, we went on the rooftop to pray. We had a prayer room. We never gave up one day in our praying. Because without God, you can't do nothing. So we kept going and praying and praying and praying. Here we are, we packed up Saturday morning to our luggages, going to have prayer, we went to service, to go to Jerusalem. And then we get to go have service. And call pastor in the prayer room, call all of us in the prayer room. And the pastor started telling us there was a war. So, oh. And he started showing us places to hide if anything happened. But we just said, God is in control. He brought us here for a reason. He brought us here to be prayer warriors, and that's what we are. The devil is defeated. He will never win. He's at the bottom of our feet. Behind us, he will always stay. And with God in control, everything will be all right. Well, when we had prayer service, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. The worship service is like our worship service here. They told us you can dance, you can sing, you can shout, and which we did. And it was very, very good. So after the service, we went, we had lunch. We're sitting there having lunch, and we hear all these things over us. I said, what is that? Pastor I said, those are the war, war <laughs> So, okay. But there was no fear in us. We laughed about it. There was no fear because God walked with us from the time we left here until we came back. Until we came back. But you know something? God took us to stay in one place. That was Madeira. That's where he wanted us to be until we came back. Because with all our locations back, we turned right around and we came back. And we were not worried. We were not scared. We were in this home. It was a prayer for home. We had service on the rooftop in the prayer room where we're going to have breakfast, we're going to have lunch. I mean, God was just with us everywhere because he told us not to be afraid. He said, fear not, I am with you. Be not, be not dismayed. I'll make you strong. I will pick you up with my righteous right hand. And that's exactly what he did. He promised, Pastor, it had always been my dream to go to Israel. But God's time is the best. He said, worry about nothing. Be anxious about nothing. He said, wait on my time. And I waited on his time. But God, the highlight for me was being baptized in the Jordan River. Amen. Being baptized in the Jordan River. I never thought that would have happened. But God knew it. He knew it that it was going to happen. And I thank him for that. And I am baptized. I am pure. I feel so good. If there was anything in me that was not pure, it's pure. There was anything in my body that was not clean, it's clean. And I thank God. It was so clean until I forgot my baptism gown. You know, but <laughs> Pastor took us back and I got my baptism gown. So I thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Lisa. But you know, we didn't get to go to Jerusalem, but that's another time. So I know we'll, we'll do it. So I thank you and I love you. Thank you, church, for the prayers, the love, the care, and the concern. Because let me tell you something. Your prayers went a long way and it continues to go a long way. I love you. Or you cannot have a better family than Victory Family. I love you and God bless you. Shalom.
Praise the Lord. Isn't God good? Oh, God is good. God is good. I am very thankful to be to be back. I thank all of you for your wonderful, amazing prayers. Um, I've heard from so many friends and family members, people that I haven't sp- spoken to in quite a while. And so it's, it's great to see the love. And Pastor Richard and Lisa, thank you very much. Um, Pastor Richard, thank you for always taking me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is the, the first time that I've been out of the country. And, uh, you know, it's, it's quite the experience that you, uh, you open my eyes to. <laughs> uh, but um, here's what I wanted to share today. Something wild. Get ready. All right. So um, in, in going to Israel, you know, my, my question to God is, God, what are you trying to show me here? What is it that I need to really observe here? I've been studying the word of God, and yes, I'm going to go and look for the place where the disciples were. I want to see where Jesus walked on water. You know, I have my own list, but God, what do you want to show me? Reveal it to me. And so it was when we visited a Christian church in Israel that God opened my eyes to what he wanted me to see. And it was amazing. When we got to the church... The pastor uh, actually decided to see us uh, an hour earlier in order to spend a little bit of time with us and, and to just educate us on, a little bit on Israel and what's going on there. The things that you guys will pre- pretty much never see on TV or hear. And so uh, we, we met with him and I sat there and he started talking. And when he started talking, he said, listen, I, I want you to pay close attention because where you stand, you're going to treat this place like, like a tourism site. But it's not just that. There is something else going on here that you will not hear about and you will not see. So pay close attention. And so I said, okay, all right. So let me take out my iPhone and, and start recording. And I, I will tell you this. Fast forward. He said everything he said and I missed it completely. It wasn't until later on I went back and I played it in my iPhone and started watching and listening to what he said. And then I got what he was trying to tell me what the Holy Spirit was trying to tell me. And so I am here to share that with you very quickly here this morning, all right? And so I ask for your attention as well because half of you will probably miss it. But you can go back on Facebook and and watch, you know, it'll click. First of all, God's love is unlike anything other. It, it, It makes no sense how much he loves us. I mean, we, we could turn our backs on him we can say, you know what, we're worshiping some other God. We can say, you know what, I want nothing to do with him. And he still loves us. He still always has his arms wide open, come home. What father on earth is like that? And so when we sat down in front of this pastor, he said this. He said, Israel, all right, now a little bit of a quick backstory. Israel is home to the Jews, and it's been that way for you know, a very long time, ever since you know, the times of Abraham, when Abraham gave, you know, God gave Abraham that promise for his children. And so the Israelites got Israel as a gift, the promised land later on. But the problem is that the Israelites are hard-headed. You know, they always keep rebelling against God. And then God shows up, saves them, they get happy, and then the next generation rebels again. God whoops them into shape, they rebel again, God whoops them into shape, they rebel again. And so 
this happened again and again and again until the Roman times. Romans actually took them completely out of Israel. Jews were scattered throughout the entire world, completely away from their home, having no access at all to it. But God said he will always remember us. No matter what we do, he is always going to love us. He is always going to remember us and always going to reach out and grab us when we least expect it. And that's exactly what happened. And so many Christians are missing it. After the Romans took them out of their home, years, centuries went by. But something miraculous happened. Something that has never, ever happened before in ages. In 1948, God brought them back. God remembered them. Although they've turned their backs on God, they've rejected them, they've gone to other idols, all of that. God remembered his people and brought them back home. Now, why is that so important? It's prophesied in the word of God. God said it, and he has done it. The pastor went on to, to point out Romans 11. And please, when you get, this, get the time, read Romans 11. I'm, I'm going to read just a brief portion of that to you here. Um, what we see in Israel today is, is very, very true. Right now, there is very limited amount of Christians in Israel. There's only 1%. And they've put laws in place where you can't go out and just simply evangelize. If you go out and try to talk to someone about God who's under the age of 18, you might end up in jail. All right. In fact, when we were in church, we wanted to record the entire service. They said, please, just record the pastor up there and nobody back here. Because if the military or the government or the politicians saw any of the faces... They'd be in big trouble. That's how serious it is. And so, pointing to Romans 11, 28. I'm going to read this in NLT so everyone understands what this says. It says, many of the people of Israel are now enemies of the good news. And this benefits you Gentiles. Yet they are still the people God loves because God chose their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. Once you Gentiles were rebels against God. But when the people of Israel rebelled against him, God was merciful to you instead. Now they are the rebels and God's mercy has come to you so that they too will share in God's mercy. You see, God brought them back and God promised to save them. And that's what's going on in our very own eyes. The pastor told me when he first moved in in 1987, there are only about 200 Christians and only two congregations. Now, there's over 30,000 Christians and over 12 plus congregations. It is growing. God has brought them back home and he is saving them one by one through us. One thing also that he shared is God used them. Understand this very, very well. God used the Jews to bring us the biggest gift we could possibly imagine, our Lord and personal Savior. And at the same time, God is returning that favor by using us to save them. And so let's continue to pray for Israel and understand that Israel is a big deal. It is a big deal. Let's not forget them. And another thing in regards to this is, it's important that we remember God is doing all of this to show us that once again, his love for us never ends. We can reject them. 
we can turn our backs on him, but he is always there with open arms. If he can do it for Israel, he can always do it for us and our family members. All right? And so praise God. Praise God. Amen. Let's stand together. You know, we did have uh, a time of God's, God's favor and grace keeping us and bringing us through this um, journey. And we did have laughs, and it was a fun time in a lot of ways, but if the worship team could come back. We, we don't want you to misunderstand anything about what's going on in that country right now. You know, on TV, they want to politicize it, but God loves all people. He loves Israel. He loves those who dwell in Gaza. He even loves the terrorists, and he wants to save them. And so what we need to understand, you know, I, I said earlier, my wife and I would have stayed, not because it was a vacation, but because we felt it would have been ministry and intercession and encouragement because because our heart broke. We had a time of prayer and the song we're going to sing is the Lord bless you. And during that song, there was such an intercession, such a brokenness, such a prayer that we were just weeping and praying because God was just imparting to us his heart for all people, for all people. What's going on in Israel, the reason why we need to look at that because the Bible tells us, the prophetic word tells us, prophecies in Old Testament and in New Testament speak of everything beginning in Israel, beginning in the Middle East and ending there. We don't know where we are in, ta in God's prophetic timetable, but one of, these, one of these wars are going to be the beginning of birth pains, it's going to be the beginning of sorrows, it's going to be the beginning of the end. And this is the first time in 50 years Israel has... Uh, had a, a, a war on this scale and we see all the other nations we see the u.s putting battleships in the middle in the, in the mediterranean we we hear of iran we hear of russia beginning to speak all these nations and we don't know where we are in in, in this timetable of god's prophetic plan but we do know god's desire is to bring one last move of the spirit that will sweep millions of souls into the kingdom of god it's going, to be, it's going to be a contrast. The Bible prophesies in, in Isaiah that, that, that arise and shine for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, but deep darkness upon the people. So there's, there's this contrast we see in culture and society of great darkness, but also of great light, of God doing something. And God's doing something in this church. God is doing something in our region. God is doing something in Israel. And we as the people of God, we need to draw close to God like never before because we don't know when, when that last trumpet will sound and, and the rapture will come and the Lord will catch up his people and then all hell will, will truly break loose. But right now, what we want to do is we want to pray for Israel. There are people that are suffering. There are people that we have met that their family, their loved ones are called up to active duty I mean it's it's a horrific situation and there's a potential for something to break out in Lebanon uh, in the north of Israel and then all these other nations so would you lift your hands right now and we're going to sing this song and would you just prophesy this song the Lord bless you would you just lift up come on we're going to end in just five minutes of singing this song but truly crying out to God 
truly declaring the blessing of the Lord. And I want you to think in terms of salvation, God saving people, God saving your family, God saving your friends, God saving people that, that we know of. And let's just declare that. Would you right now begin to sing? Would you begin to let God just flow through you in intercession and begin to speak the blessing of God right now in Jesus' Lord name? bless you Make his face shine upon oh, we need to pray this. Be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face. 